section twenty five of short stories from locomotive engineers journal volume fifty two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org read by judy mason an appalling moment by eleanor marsh peter nikialev was a soldier in the russian army fighting with the troops near riga which is in the northwestern part of the empire peter was wounded having lost an eye in battle and was discharged from the service so as soon as he was able to travel he prepared to return to his home in the province of Vologda, not far from the siberian line he went by rail to petrograd and there wrote his wife to meet him midway between the capital and his home with a sleigh for the rest of his journey now peter had been married two years before and soon after his marriage had marched away to the war the parting with his young wife was very hard on both him and her the chances were that he would either be killed in battle or die of disease or be so mutilated as to be a burden to himself if not to others but now he was on his way home having lost only one of his eyes while the other enabled him to keep in touch with the world peter would not have been allowed to keep his rifle had the fact been known indeed he should not have taken it away with him but he was so attached to it that he could not bear to part with it he had named it for his wife and carved sonia on the stock so he carried it with him on his journey home also a dozen rounds of ammunition peter reached a little town about ten hours journey from his home in the morning and his wife was to join him there in the afternoon every minute that he waited for her seemed an hour just before sunset he heard the tinkling of bells up on the road and a moment later a sleigh appeared driven by sonia she pulled up before the inn where peter was stopping he jumped into the sleigh and embraced her then sonia turned to a basket in the rear part of the sleigh and lifted a fur robe and a blanket exposing the rosy face of a boy a little over a year old our son asked peter his face lighting with pleasure yes he is our little peter i have named him for his father the child's eyes opened and seeing a man's smiling face bending over him he smiled back the next morning the sleigh was brought up to the end peter and his family got in and started for home the wife sat on the back seat with her boy in her arms while peter took the reins the sun shone bright on the snow but the air was cool and crisp as peter drove along his heart was full of gratitude that he had returned to his wife with no greater loss than he had sustained and there was a great joy in the finding of the little stranger whose coming sonia had kept from him for a surprise the reunited family jogged along the child lulled to sleep in his mother's arms by the soft tinkle of the sleigh bells the country was sparsely settled and for a large part of the distance the way led through dense forests but peter and his wife were used to that having always lived in the region 
about five o'clock in the afternoon when they were half a dozen versts from home suddenly they heard a distant bark peter turned and looked his wife in the face from which the colour had receded both knew the sound too well as that of a wolf and they knew the danger if only i had left the child at home moaned sonia they at once made preparations for an attack from a pack of wolves little peter was put in the basket and covered with robes sonia changed places with her husband she taking the reins while he took up his rifle from the bottom of the sleigh and inserted a cartridge in the breech then he waited in the back seat for a contest which he felt would very likely come the barking continued and drew nearer judging from the volume they must be quite a large pack presently a wolf was seen emerging from the wood beside the road sonia urged on the horse and the wolf left behind followed at a gallop peter lifted his rifle to his shoulder when the ex-soldier had at last aimed that gun was at a line of germans crossing a field although a well-armed human enemy was advancing upon him and his comrades he did not feel the fear that oppressed him now then he was part of an army defending russia now he was alone and the lives of his dear wife and child were dependent upon him and him alone as to his own life he had become used to risking that nevertheless he kept his nerve he remembered that he had only a dozen cartridges and might have to repel a hundred wolves he had fought the germans when all his ammunition had been exhausted and knew the helplessness of one so situated if he ground his teeth then what would be his feeling should his dozen shots be exhausted now before he could drive off the wolves or reach home peter was by no means ignorant of defensive warfare against wolves he reserved his fire while the brute followed in his wake and when it approached too closely sonia whipped up the horse and gained a little on it meanwhile wolves were pouring from the woods into the road behind the sleigh they were yelping and snarling and tumbling over one another but always keeping their fierce eyes on the object containing what would appease their hunger for it was near the end of a long winter and they were famished finally the pack now united pressed so closely upon the sleigh that peter felt it necessary to kill the leader knowing that there would be a scramble for his dead body which would occasion some delay peter was a good shot and put a bullet between the eyes of the foremost wolf the beast dropped dead and as peter had expected many of the brutes pounced upon the body and fought for it but there were so many in the pack that a number that could not get near the carcass followed on a wolf emerged from the wood in advance and made a spring for the horse which was going at a gallop sonia had brought a revolver with her its chambers being loaded she took the reins in her left hand and drawing the weapon with her right fired and the wolf releasing its clutch on the horse rolled down into the road his carcass took off a number of the wolves following the yelping and the shots awakened little peter who threw off the covering from his face and realizing that something was wrong added his own tiny voice to the din 
but neither his father nor his mother could spare any time to attend to him for the former was now forced by the pressing wolves to fire more rapidly while the latter was emptying the chambers of her revolver upon those that were appearing in the road in front of the sleigh though peter husbanded his shots as best he could all were gone at last some of the wolves had been killed by him some had lagged behind and some had dropped out of the chase altogether there were now only a half dozen wolves in pursuit but they were the largest the strongest and the fiercest of the pack the leader made a spring for peter who brained it with the barrel of his rifle but in doing so the weapon slipped out of peter's hand and fell in the road while the body of the wolf he had killed was being devoured peter turned to his wife put his arms around her and kissed her good-bye sweetheart he said what are you going to do the wolves must have another victim oh peter it is for you and the child when the next one springs at me he will take me but there will be food enough for all of them in my body and you may escape no we will die together i will go first if they require more food it will be your turn next god grant that i may save you both he bent down and kissed his little son then standing on the rear seat was about to jump down into the road when a shot was heard and the foremost wolf fell dead the rest scattered under shots fired from an unseen enemy pull up cried peter to his wife sonya drew rein and at the same time several men emerged from the wood on one side of the road we are just in time said one of them but peter did not hear him he was locked in an embrace with his wife while the horse stood panting then the mother took little peter in her arms where tears of relief flowed fast a party of woodsmen working near the road had heard the yelping and the shots and surmising the cause had run toward the approaching din having guns and ammunition the driving off of the remaining wolves was an easy matter there was thankfulness in the hearts of peter and his wife while completing their journey and as soon as they had reached their home and put little peter in his crib they fell on their knees side by side and with their arms about each other peter nikialif's farm was besieged by his neighbors to hear about the war waged so far from them that they got no news of it except when some discharged soldier came home usually broken down in body and sometimes in mind to tell them about it peter's accounts were listened to in rapt attention but on telling of his adventures he always wound up by saying that under the most murderous fire he had never encountered anything so was palling as when the only remaining defence for his wife and his boy was his own body thrown as meat to the wolves not long after peter's return another discharged soldier brought the news that the little father had abdicated the throne and a new era had opened for the russian empire by this time peter having become strong again was seized with a desire to go back to the firing line that is the singular feature of a soldier's life 
while incurring danger many a man pines for safety in the comforts at home but let him remain inactive for a short period and an irresistible desire comes upon him to get back into those very dangers that had been so intolerable peter would have gone back at once had not sonia begged him not to leave her not to tear himself away from their little boy peter listened to her appeals until the import of the stirring events came over him in the deposition of the czar the entering of the united states into the contest he saw a struggle between imperialism and democracy he believed in the rule of the people and as one of the people he deemed it his duty to go on fighting for their cause then he went back end of section twenty five